Ladies and gentlemen. But I'm just saying, with his quotes, it's interesting. Blood atonement, where a person's blood had to be shed to atone for their own sins, as it was beyond the atonement of Jesus Christ. According to Brigham, these sins that were required of blood atonement included, let's look at them, adultery, murder, stealing, marriage to a person of black skin, of course, and temple covenant breakers. Be We would be in deep crap. This is oh, from yeah. the Journal of Discourses. <laughs> And it is 10-110, 4-49 through 51, and 3-247. I got, I did a brief little story on this, and people came at me for the, for the receipts. So here they are. Not only this, but he also says, loving your neighbor as ourselves. If he needs help, help him. And if he wants salvation, it is necessary to spill his blood on the earth. In order to be saved, then you must spill it. Oh, um, yeah, Brigham Young, 1852 quote. Interesting. Now, Heidi, do you believe that yes. modern Mormons believe in the doctrine of blood atonement as you just described it? I believe that the people that know about the second anointing might. Okay. I think the high up, I think the high up level um, probably do undercover many things, even though the church has renounced this practice, but they didn't renounce it clear until let's see, let me find this little timeline because mm -hmm. people want the receipts. You see June mm -hmm. 18th, 2010. Uh, yeah. 2010. The church mm -hmm. publishes a statement denouncing blood atonement uh, mm -hmm. clear into the fifties. Joseph Fielding Smith and Bruce R. McConkie wrote in support of blood atonement, 1954 to 1958. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, church people, but this is a little frightening. Like what? That's right. not that long ago. Right. I That's... did. Right. I have an upcoming episode of, uh, of blood atonement where I go over when, in which I've been tracking Ted Bundy and, and, uh, specifically around the murder of a girl from here in American fork named Laura Amy. And, uh, I had, I found this interview with Larry Anderson, who is the missionary who was assigned to convert Ted Bundy to the Mormon church. And so in 1974, Ted Bundy, I don't know if you, if I've told this story with you before, if you've heard uh -uh. it, but in 1974, Ted Bundy moves to the university of Utah. He's going to law school, the university of Utah, and he starts killing girls here in Utah, doing much worse than just killing them, but killing them. And uh, when, then one day, two sister missionaries, two ladies in their 20s, come to his door and knock on his door there in the avenues in Salt Lake. I even went up in my first episode, I even went up there and filmed a little piece in front of the house where he lived. And uh, wow. anyways, the ladies, they come to his door and they knock on the door. And they're cute Mormon girls, you know, and he's like, oh, why don't you come in? I'd love to hear more. You know, these. But these you girls, would. Right. And and uh, they're like, oh, we can't teach single men living by themselves, which I always thought was a stupid rule when I was a missionary. But in this case, it turns out <laughs> to have been really a good idea. Right. Those oh. girls, 
don't may not even realize to this day that their lives were spared that day. But wow, by the skin uh, of their teeth. Right. But uh, so the they said, well, you can come to we'd like to invite you to family home evening. And he's like, what's that? And they said, well, you know, every Monday, members of the church get together with their families. It's like, well, I'm a single man living here by himself. I don't have I don't have a family. <laughs> they said, well, no, here in our here in our area, there's a university ward for University of Utah and a bunch of single people get together and there's and it's really a travesty because we have almost no men there's like nine girls to every guy and he's like really? <laughs> oh you don't say he's like <laughs> i feel the spirit all of a sudden just thinking about reuniting and communing with these latter-day saints reunited and it feels so good okay i'm not a singer but still, <laughs> <help> myself. <laughs> but I mentioned this because Larry uh, uh, Larry Anderson, who was the missionary who baptized Ted Bundy, gave an interview in which he said to um, he said to uh, one of my one of my uh, contacts in the story, where he said, "Are you familiar with the doctrine of blood atonement?" And the guy's like, no, explain that to me. And he explains it, you know, he explains it a little more briefly than that, but basically the same. And he said, what people need to know is that Ted Bundy knew the doctrine of blood atonement and he mm. believed in it. Oof. And I'm like, and he just left it like that. And I'm like, wait, what the hell is that supposed what? to mean? Because like, he, uh, you, please elaborate. And the, the guy interviewing just let that fly by. Yeah. Well, he didn't know Bad where he was going with it, I'm sure. Yeah. But I'm like listening to it. I'm like, they're talking about Ted Bundy's execution. And that mm -hmm. was his like final word on it. He's like, Ted Bundy knew about blood atonement and he believed it. And I'm like, wow. is the guy who baptized Ted Bundy trying to convince us that he might have been saved in the end by his execution? Because But wasn't he riding the lightning? Did he ride the lightning? He didn't spill his blood. Do the right. What Did do he mean? do the electric chair? Electric. Oh chair? yeah, <laughs> I understand. Right, the lightning is. <laughs> he did. He yes, he did. Yeah, he okay, was, so he wasn't killed by no Danny. blood. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. Well, and that brings another interesting little fact about Utah is Utah was one of the last holdouts on firing squads. They kept the firing squad until 2004, and what would that do? that would spill your blood to the ground just as Abel and Cain. That's where this comes from, right? Like the whole spilling onto the ground part, not the whole that's blood. That's part. Point. Yeah. What's yeah. the, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, is it phenobarbital or, or I don't, the, the chemical they use for executions for lethal injections. Oh, uh, when, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's yeah, hydrous, yeah, yeah. hydrous something. I don't remember. I'm going to look but, it up. It's been in rare, it's, uh, it's been in low supply. And so they've been trying, you know, all over the country, they've been trying to figure out other ways to do executions Ooh. or just stop executing people. There's a noble idea. Uh, and, but the, um, but Utah was one of the first to, I, or I think the first to propose, you know, no problem. We'll just bring back firing squads. We, we had no problem with it before. <laughs> Pinto, like you're right. It was close. Pinto barbital. Very Pinto. close. Very close. Yes. Um, we use Fino all the time where I work because it helps people come off of alcohol withdrawal. 
So we give that quite often. So I knew it wasn't that, but I, could, I didn't know the name. So I had to look it up because I don't go around killing people. So I had to, sorry, guys. <laughs> Even though I'm a nurse, I'm like, miss me with that one. I'm not sure. And I <laughs> knew about it because I looked it up in the encyclopedia. I don't kill people either. No, <laughs> no we are not talking. killers. <laughs> <laughs> just, just his evil, evil side. No, just kidding. Okay, so Bloody Brigham is not only in support of Blood Atonement, but Anne Eliza Webb stated there exists an already appallingly long list of men and women foully dealt with and sent into eternity without a moment's warning for no crime at all, except for daring to differ ever so slightly from those in authority. So she is saying this list is seriously long. And mm -hmm. that is very concerning, knowing there's multiple cases, like the Anderson case. Um, mm -hmm. The bishop actually wanted to marry his wife. And this happened in Cedar City. And he went and said, oh, I had they brought him in because they knew he had committed adultery. And I'm like wondering with a second wife or exactly how, right? Like what? But they did actually slit him from ear to ear and everyone knew about it. They already dug his grave. She made the clothes for him. Like he knew this was going to happen and he went forward on his own because one of the quotes says you should want to, right? You should want to go forth and do that. And so not only that, but John D. Lee after the big bloody massacre that we will talk about here in a second, after he got convicted, he spilt some secrets. And that was one he was that was from John D. Lee's book, just so people know, because I don't 